Hello, welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect working in eastern Massachusetts, and I specialize in additions and renovations to existing homes. This podcast is meant to be um, kind of a treasure trove of information about things that people will need to know when they are thinking about renovating their home. And today I am just doing a solo show on renovating a basement. So these are tips on renovating a basement. I am often called in to try to find more room in somebody's house. And where I live in eastern Massachusetts, most houses do have basements. And so there are a few things that I look for in terms of uh, how easy it's going to be or how feasible it's going to be to build out more space in the basement. So I thought I would share that with you, things to look out for and that sort of thing. And I'm not even going to try to give prices, uh, like a price for the renovation of this type of thing. I, I know that in the past I've given, um, when talking to different contractors, talked about the cost of different things. And I don't even know if that's helpful because if people are listening to this all over the world, it's completely irrelevant in some other places. Where we live, this is a very, uh, it's pretty expensive housing market, an expensive place to build anything. So I am not going to give any prices for that. I do think it's important that people have a realistic idea of how much the project might cost before they go ahead and put a lot of energy into planning a project like this. So my advice to you would be to, um, if you have some contractors in mind, just call them up and say, you know, just for this square footage, whatever it is, roughly what would I expect to be building out my basement and putting in a bathroom or whatever it is you might be doing. So just so you get an idea before you go down the road of of what you might be spending. Because the reason I have brought it up in the past is just because people, um, I have made the mistake of not asking ahead of meeting with somebody and they have a completely unrealistic budget in mind for what they think it's going to cost. And usually they get that from the internet. So anyway, I don't really want to contribute to the misinformation on pricing out there with the internet. So I'm not going to put a number on it for today. But so the basement is a place that is usually mostly underground in in a house. So sometimes, of course, there are basements on on hills. And so that makes a walkout basement and a lot more potential for light and air to come into the basement. Um, the main thing to look at is what is the existing ceiling height in the basement? And what is what is the situation with the stairs. So depending on your local jurisdiction, they may or may not be very strict about the stairs, the existing stairs. Sometimes if the stairs are not up to code, but are not horrible, in Massachusetts anyway, we are allowed to um, keep the stairs if we don't touch them. However, a lot of basement stairs, you need to do something to them, meaning sometimes they're just um, not really finished stairs. So you kind of need to rebuild them. So a stairway needs to be three feet wide, at least in, in the United States, it needs to be three feet wide and it needs to have a continuous head height of six feet, eight inches going down. Also, there is a tread and riser height that needs to be, um, needs to be maintained. So in Massachusetts, we have amendments to the building code, the building code, the, um, International Residential Code says 
one thing and our state code says another thing. So again, check your local codes and check with your local building inspector to see how much of an issue it might be if your stairs are not up to code. So there's the stairs and there's the head height. So for sure, having a head height of seven feet, I wouldn't go any lower than that. In fact, I don't think you would be allowed to go any lower than that um, by code. I think that the I think that the beams could come down to six feet six inches, the uh, occasional beams, but not the joists. Those are the smaller ones in between, but the bigger beams that would be on the columns. Um, but again, check with the building department about that. There are ways to make um, make a basement feel less closed in, and that mostly has to do with lighting, which I'll talk about a little bit later. My number one concern about building in a basement is the moisture that is in a basement. And again, I'm in I'm in Eastern Massachusetts, where a lot of the houses are older, um, and they might have a fieldstone foundation, or um, they're usually more new, newer houses are concrete walls, which concrete is against the earth that's outside. So it's just, it's just this inherently moist situation in the basement. I have an episode on mold that you might want to listen to for more information on, on this mold in the basement renovation issue. But, but basically the thing to keep in mind is that you do not want to have organic material touching the concrete or touching the rock wall or anything like that. Because the thing mold likes is water and food, and its food is organic material. So if you can keep the organic material away from any kind of moist water source, then it won't attract the mold. So that's the idea behind that. So organic material being wood and, I th and any kind of plaster, that sort of thing. If your basement ever floods, you know, even if it's every 10 years or even if it's only when this or that situation is happening, um, like mine, for example, floods when it rains really hard in March when the ground is frozen. And I, I suspect that we have a lot of ledge underground in, in my town. And I suspect that why it floods at that point because the ground can absorb the rain and then it's frozen. So it, it creates these kind of uh, these channels that the water can just run right down onto the ledge and run right into my basement. I'm on a hill too, so the water is running down into my basement. So my basement floods about every 10 years or so. And it floods, and it only floods about maybe four inches. That's not too bad, but that's not great. If I am planning on refinishing my basement, I should plan on um, some kind of safety um, measures for any kind of potential flooding that would happen. And so for me, that would mean putting outlets higher up on the wall than lower on the wall. Um, and just thinking about what is along the baseboard, what kind of material are you using around the baseboard of your walls? Is it something that can get wet? Would you need to replace that? Is it something you can just easily take out and replace if it does get wet, if something happens? So keeping that in mind, also, having adequate ventilation, um, you know, there's code issues with the windows, how many windows you're supposed to have for the, for the, or the area of the windows that you are supposed to have for the area of the space that you are finishing. And if you don't have enough area of the windows, you can add mechanical ventilation to a basement um, 
if you don't have enough windows. But that is also something you'll just have to keep in mind uh, that you'll have to include in the project. Um, adding a sump pump may be a good idea. Really, if you have any water issues, uh, chronic water issues in your basement, not just the moistness, but the um, occasional extra dampness, try to fix that situation before you um, finish your basement. So that could mean adding a sump pump. It could mean um, just checking all your downspouts and making sure that they're running away from your house at least eight feet, eight to 10 feet, if that's possible. Uh, a lot of the moisture issues are because the downspouts are just hitting the ground right at where the foundation and the ground are meeting outside and then it seeps into the basement. There's also certain kind of interior drain systems that could theoretically be put into the basement. You have to cut through the concrete, um, you have to cut through the slab at the footings, uh, install a drain there that would then end up going into a sump pit. There are ways to manage the moisture is what I'm saying. And just really address it before you start building, building it out. So people ask me a lot about flooring. What kind of flooring should they put in the basement? And if you already have a concrete floor, there is a chance, and again, this depends on the age of your house. It depends on how it was built or if there are cracks, um, how well it's going to accept tile floors. Now, I think tile seems to be a great choice, as I also discussed in my tile episode, but it seems to be a great choice for basement floors because they're not going to be damaged by moisture and um, it doesn't take away any of the head height. You can also build, put sleepers on the floor and then put a pre-engineered pre floor down, which might also have some insulation, which would be helpful to keep the floors kind of warm. Personally, I feel like putting tile down, leveling the floor if necessary, patching in and um, fixing any problems with the concrete, leveling the floor and putting tile down, and then maybe just an area rug over that. Seems like the simplest solution to me. Um, so that would be my preference. But anyway, you can also put down some sleepers and a another floor on the sleepers so they're not touching the concrete floor. Um, you'll have utilities in your basement and you want to plan the basement. Of course, I didn't even, I guess it kind of goes without saying, except for it doesn't go without saying that you should definitely have a plan for how you're going to use the space in the basement. Around the utility area, so around your boiler or furnace and your hot water heater and other um, other things like that, you want to have that be its own utility area. And if you have the room to build three feet around all of those elements so that someone can access them and repair them, then you should plan on that. If you don't have that much room and you need to, you need to check the clearances with either um, an HVAC subcontractor or a plumber, whoever's going to be um, managing the the heating elements of the of the project, you know, so uh, you can check with the contractor on that. Um, but also, this is just it just makes sense to have them in a separate area and blocked off. But you need to have proper ventilation and space around all of the utilities. So when you're planning the space, think about what kind of space you want down there. Do you want to have a gym? If you want to have a gym, how much head height do you want to have above, let's say, a treadmill, if you're going to be using a treadmill? If you're going to be using a rowing machine, head height's not an issue. If you are on a Peloton, you know, how much space do you need for that? So just doing the space planning, if um, make sure that you just have the room that you need for what you want to do down there. 
bedrooms are kind of tricky in a basement. And I often have people asking me to add a, be a basement bedroom. And the main thing on that is the egress windows because you need to have windows of a certain size in the bedroom um, to make it actually an up-to-code bedroom. And a lot of people think that so you can crawl out of the window, but actually I believe it's so that firefighters can get in with their equipment on their back. At least that's what I was told. So in the basement, it makes it, it difficult because if it's below grade, then you need to have the window of the size that it needs to be. Again, check with your building department. And then there needs to be a window well so that people can get down into that and then also steps from the window well to grade. So there has to be a way from someone to get from the window well up to grade. I have found a couple of really interesting window wells recently. So you could Google that. Um, some pretty, you know, some pretty interesting ones that actually end up incorporating plants. You could do on the stairs, you could do kind of plant riser, um, you know, like house plant or potted plants. They wouldn't be in the house. So it would be potted plants on these stairs so that you actually have a view of these plants as you look out rather than just uh, concrete. I'll put a link in the show notes to a couple ideas that, um, and a photograph that I took in my neighborhood of an old house that had these pretty brick window wells. So those don't have to be totally ugly, which is the good news, but you do need to have um, the egress windows that you'll need for the bedroom. And another room that can get kind of tricky is the bathroom, if you're going to put a bathroom down there. Uh, and that mostly gets tricky because of the ability of the um the waste pipe the toilet to connect to the sewer and usually the waste pipe it might exit the building at two or three feet above the ground of the basement so if that happens <clears throat> you just need to get um an ejector pump or a macerating toilet macerating like a chewing toilet which we don't need to get into in too much detail but anyway so you just have to include that as part of the whole um the whole thing and it's less tricky for this basement bathroom if you actually plan it so that the bathroom is near the sewage um where it ends where it exits the building so the where the waste pipe leaves the building otherwise you can uh you can't put it elsewhere and you need to dig up the um, concrete floor in the basement. And it can happen, but it's just money. That will make it more expensive if you build away from that area. So the windows, as I mentioned, um, you do need to have a certain area of windows and to be up to code or the ventilation. But more natural light in there the better as far as I'm concerned. However, if you don't have the ability to cut through a stone foundation or a concrete foundation, then I would really pay attention to the lighting because you'll want more layers of light in a basement just to brighten it up. You may have task lighting, have ambient lighting, have kind of mood lighting, just have um, all different, just really put some thought and money into the lighting in the basement. And I think that will really help if you don't have a lot of windows and check for asbestos. I'm kind of going out of order here, but I also have a previous episode on asbestos. You'll want to check that situation and make sure that everything is cleaned out. Any kind of other hazardous materials is cleaned out that you don't already have any mold. Clean it all out. Make sure that all that is gone before you build in anything else. One 
other good idea is to create some sound deadening between the basement and the first floor. If you are going to be, um, if it's going to be a media room or something like that down there, because, uh, it can get kind of loud when people are playing video games, let's say, and I've noticed they tend to yell a lot during that time. So, or if they're playing a movie very loudly or whatever it is, you, you definitely want to think about, uh, deadening the sound. So you'll be putting plaster on the joists probably. So that'll do something. But if you, the sound travels through, um, the contact between, let's say the plaster ceiling and the joist. So if those are tight up against each other, then you'll be able to hear through it better than if it's hanging from these um, special clips. So talk to whoever's building your basement about how you can maybe insulate the joists or you can also hang the, the plaster board so that it minimizes the sound transmission from the basement to the first floor. And so that's about it, I guess. But really planning, planning is key, not, not having organic material touching any concrete that could get moist is key. Um, if you wanted to create the illusion of more, like, let's say a lot of people like the joists and the look of the joists, and it's kind of like an old fashioned look, but they need to cover up pipes and other things that are running in the ceiling. I had a client recently who kept the joists, but then, but then paneled in between each of the joists. So she, she still had the texture of these joists along the ceiling, but it wasn't all the way to the subfloor above. And also that keeps stuff from falling on your head and it helps with the sound. So I hope this helps. I'm going to be talking about attics next time. I think people are really interested in in how they can improve their spaces that they already have since we are spending prolonged time in our homes and just to improve the homes that we do have and make use of the space that we do have so i really appreciate you listening today and if you have anything that you would like to hear more about please write to me at the house maven at talkinghomerenovations.com. And this podcast is sponsored by or produced by my architecture firm, Demios Architects. You can get free information on my uh, website on all sorts of subjects. Uh, I have an environmentally friendly renovating guide for homeowners. I have um, you know, blog posts. And of course, there are other podcast episodes. So check that out. Join the mailing list at uh, www.demiosarchitects.com. Again, there will be a link in the show notes for that. I also have an Ask an Architect design helpline if you're just looking for a little bit of advice on uh, some design. So I am available for that, and that is at www.askanarchitect.live. Again, thank you so much for tuning in today, and I will be back next time with tips on attic renovations. Mm -hmm.